I only like their old stuff featuring J-Ho Groove and the lovely Just One Miss. We're the Oatmeal Conspiracy and this is the show that answers the question, is it hype or is it hate? We're going to leave you now and hand it over to J-Ho and Groove. Take it away, boys. Here we go. That's a great intro for a show to come back from not having done a show in three weeks. Yeah, it's been almost a month, and welcome back. We're just there. We're just there. This is a uh, I don't really like their old stuff. Episode forty-eight, bachelor party. Bizarre. This is episode forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> forty-eight. Bizarre. Um, I'm J-Ho, and that's a groove. Low energy. Well, we gotta, you know, we don't, you know, we don't have Miss on to start prodding us and making us laugh, you know, so. That's your job. Well, you said you were the, you said you were the funny one. Well, I was, I was, but I was giving, I'm, I'm trying to give you a chance to get the spotlight, so. Oh, I'm giving you a shot. This is your shot at the big time, but my shot behind the desk. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So we're here, and uh, Miss is going to be calling in later, so we'll have her on the show. Um, welcome back. It's been a while. Seems like we've said that every time the last couple episodes, but we've uh, been spotty. It's it's a busy summer. We have a lot of stuff going on. So yeah. Um. Yeah, so we're just going to... I'll go ahead and say that when I proposed to Mackenzie... Yeah. ...to ask for her hand in marriage... Yeah. I didn't really think about what went into getting married. And uh, not this is not about, like, her and I. Yeah. You didn't think and... it through. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did think it through. But, um, but I didn't think about what goes into a wedding... If I can make that more clear, what what exactly goes into a wedding? And it has been busy. It's been busy. busy. <laughs> we we need to stop doing that right there. <laughs> Just stop that. It is, man. Having a big wedding is like a part time job, you know. Mm-hmm. That's my dad, in his infinite wisdom, has always said, "Oh, yeah, your son, you uh." If you want to get married, I will. I will give you money just to run away. <laughs> it's been going through my head. Yeah, because see, my my dad and my mom they ran away and got married. They eloped, and so yeah. there's no, none of that pressure from my side of the family to have the big wedding or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, so my dad is like, he's he said it many times, like, I'll give you some money, you guys just run away, you know. I so, I tell you, I don't think either side of our family's really pressured us to have a big wedding. Yeah. It just—it's like uh, it's like the dog got out, and the more you chase it, the faster it runs away. Yeah, and that's kind of what's happened. And uh, it's just crazy, man. It's just crazy. Mackenzie had to deal with some BS today. The um, the guy that's doing all the flowers for the wedding. Yeah. The florist. 
straight up waited until yesterday, which we're getting married in what, 10 days from now, waited until 11 days before the wedding to give them the uh, quote and what he had planned. <laughs> and none of it, none of it was what she said she wanted. Really? Uh, he said he was going to do wooden obelisks on the tables, which is like the, um, you know, the Washington Monument in uh, D.C. That's an obelisk. Yeah. He's going to do wooden fucking dicks on all the tables. <laughs> and so, and it was like real expensive. And none of it was what she said she wanted. Like, absolutely none of it. She said that, like, he must not have been listening at all. I thought maybe he got it mixed up, but it's pretty hard to get something like that mixed up. You yeah. know, like, I don't know. So they fucking fired him, and they got somebody brand new today. <laughs> they fired him? Yeah. Did you take your like, obelisk and get out of here? Yeah, obelisk, obelisk, potato, potato. Get your wooden dicks out of here. Get your Washington and, Monuments out of here. Yeah, fucking wooden. I mean, no offense to anybody that may have had that at their wedding, but... <laughs> I don't. I don't like, think you're going to be offending too many people with that statement. I don't think so. Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, the wedding thing. I've been in many of them, and I've thought about it. And there is like it's it's got the nice thing of having the people that are most important to you in your life there and stuff. But there is something to be said for just running away and maybe having a party. You know what I mean? Well, we we're having a party, and that's like the fun part. But I'm starting to get stressed out. Like we go. We'll leave here in two days and drive to Knoxville. Yeah. And um, we'll get in on Friday, and it seems like the weekend's going to be relatively relaxed. Pack some uh, guest goodie bags for the people that are staying in the hotel. Yeah. Which will be, you know, stress-free. Yeah. And um, do uh, – we. but on Tuesday, we got to go meet with the uh, the the photographer to do engagement photos, which I thought – we had gotten out of that. Seems a little late for that. <laughs> and then because he was like, no, they can do it in that many days. I was like, oh, great. And uh, and then the first idea was to go downtown. Yeah. The Market Square in downtown Knoxville. And I was like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be around a bunch of people. I don't want people watching us while we're trying to take these pictures and look casual and in love. Yeah. So they, they've, they've set a new location for these photos. Thank goodness. But um, and then on Thursday we're meeting with the priest, and uh, that's we've got this book called Together for Life that we're reading, mm. and we're gonna like discuss the book with the priest, and it's like it's a Catholic book about a Catholic wedding and what a Catholic marriage is all about, and um, so it goes through the various like scriptures that you can select, or like yeah. you got to pick something from the Old Testament, something from the New Testament, and then you pick a gospel, yeah, and um. Uh, so it's got like 15 pages of Old Testament selections on the left side, on the left page, and on the right page is like an essay about what that passage means. Yeah. And uh, and so we're just leafing through it, reading it, even though we've already like selected what we're going to be reading anyways. And um, and then later on in the book, it starts talking about like children and child rearing. And interfaith marriage, and on and on and on. And I'm just, uh, you know, I'm reading it. I'm doing my homework, and I'll be, I'll be prepared to discuss when we show up. Mm. Well, I mean, that's 
Yeah, I, I can say honestly, I don't think I'm going to have a Catholic wedding. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, uh, it's on Thursday that we're meeting with the priest. I mean, two days after that, we're going to be getting married. Yeah. And so, like, I'm gonna. I, I assume like part of it is like. I mean, obviously, I don't. I don't. I'm not in it 100 percent as far as like Catholicism goes, but like, I don't want to be like antagonistic either because I don't want dude to be like, uh, yeah, you guys can't do this. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know? so, because they, just... they limit the choices so you don't pick the verse about somebody getting stoned to death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I did. That was the very first thing that Mackenzie was like, um, you know, you, you, you want to pick one of these? I was like, sure. And so I just like went into the interwebs for Old Testament scriptures, you know, and, like, started, I just brought up one, and she was like, you're not going to be doing this, are you? You're not going to be this, you know, asshole. Because I pulled up, like, killing in the Old Testament under Google or something like that, you know, and I had some just absurd thing, and she was like, come on, Dave. Don't be an asshole. (laughs) So I wasn't. Yeah. Anyways. So yes, it's it's busy. It's a busy time. It's yeah. a busy season. It's but a, it's, it's exciting. It's it exciting. is exciting. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Moving along. Yeah, some housekeeping. Uh number one fan this week is uh Andrew Strong, who has apparently been listening since episode one. Um for some reason we haven't um picked up on him till now, so we're sorry for that, Andrew, but thanks for listening and Keep listening, please. We need you as a listener. So, he he suggested for those listeners who pick up on every word that we ever say, which there might be one, <laughs> but he suggested a long time ago that we play musical instruments on the show. And um, that's a great neither, idea, but neither one of us plays any musical instruments. So, so. play the I, I play the golden pipes here. That's about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You got your voice is an instrument. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening. That's just that's really what we need though is another audio complication. (laughs) The sad, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Number one hater. Uh, number one hater is um, we don't have one. We're gonna be stay positive this week since we've uh, been. Had some time off and no no haters this week. Nobody's had t- anything to hate on. No hate, yeah. Nobody's even noticed that we've been gone. Well, maybe one or two people have. Some but... people have noticed. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, so let's just get into it. We had a big bachelor party festival for you this past weekend, which we talked about on the last show, but we, uh, we actually, it was a success. We had well, a- I think it was my hype still out. Right. So we can we can we can weigh in on weigh in on whether it was hype or not. We had our, our old summer camp that we used to work at, and yep. uh, I just for overall for me it was cool to be at camp doing camp stuff and not having any kids to look after. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was like we got to be the campers and the weekend. For me, it was cool to have all my. You know, most all my various different circles of friends yeah. at the same location. Most everyone meeting for the first time. Yeah. From the and and like all the dots were connecting all over the weekend. Like, um, 
the first full night. You know, I mean, like people came in. Uh, there were five of us that stayed Thursday, and then everybody came in on Friday, and um, everybody was there Saturday as well. And then Sunday, most everybody left, and then seven of us stayed Sunday night and left Monday. So the majority of the weekend was Friday, Friday night, and Saturday, and Saturday night, and um, <clears throat> and really Sunday morning too. And Friday night, it had we had all gone out to dinner at uh, this local Mexican restaurant, which we all love, those of us that have been there before. And we came back, and it was raining, so we played poker. And in the middle of the poker game, dudes rec- like one dude recognized that the other dude had played with him on Xbox Live before. And then all oh, of a really? like, before, yeah, it was uh, Derek recognized that Delaney was Jebediah Scooter. Oh, okay. And it was like, uh, Delaney was like, oh, you're that guy that always yells online, <laughs> just like yells out loud. <laughs> and, like, and then it was like, oh, this guy is Commodore Crunch, and that guy is, you know, he Ninja, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, that was pretty cool. So a lot of it was like, I've been telling stories about my Knoxville friends to my camp friends for a long time, and vice versa. And it was finally like, oh, you're that guy that did that thing. Yeah. Cetera. Which, was- by the way, Brian was going to come up and floss right in front of you. For, if you remember back to episode one, me talking about, my one friend that flosses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was going to come right. up and sit right next to you and floss. Yeah. So that, that was probably the coolest thing for me yeah. over the weekend was all these different people there. We had 19 people there. Yeah. Pretty big group. We were, you know, we have did some swimming and some uh, some disc golf, lots of disc golf, and um, some bullshitting and some campfire <laughs> Four campfires, four yeah. rounds of disc golf, three sessions in the lake. So yeah, some legit legit campfires, you know, and um, yeah. It was a huge sausage party. It was. It was a sword fight. <laughs> and the uh, the climax of the weekend, we were all standing around a fire watching a glass bottle melt. <laughs> so, that really was. Fucking great was party. <laughs> it got real crazy there. And we stood around a campfire and threw a, threw a beer bottle on the campfire and watched it melt. <laughs> oh, wow. And everybody had theories on when the bottle would melt. What yeah. would happen if you pulled it out of the fire? Yeah. We had several guys pulling their dicks out and showing them how big they were as they were trying to pull the, the bottle out of the fire because it was really hot. And so dudes had sticks that they were using as prongs and trying to resist the heat of the fire. To pull it out. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. When you get that many guys around a campfire, they're, they're, people are going to be putting their hands in it. It doesn't matter That's how old dudes are. Just a bunch of men around a fire. It, it, it's everyone reverts to ten years old. And like, let yeah. me throw this in there. Everybody's got a theory on how to poke the fire, make it make it grow. Yeah, how to make it better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like fuck it, just let it burn. Just enjoy <laughs> it. But um. Yeah, well, for me, you know, I, that's like my my main fear in life is fire. I yeah, go go into that story because I tried to tell it to a couple of the guys one night, um, but I didn't get all the facts right. Okay, well, I, I'll try to make it short. But I used to work at a Boy Scout camp. We had this uh, honor society that was uh, Native American based, uh, like Native American lore and stuff. And so, in the middle of the the camp week, we would have this ceremony. And I was one of the main roles in this ceremony. I was a I was a chief, and I had this huge uh, headdress with mm-hmm. a big long trail of feathers. It was like you know, see a big deal, um, sort of. I mean, it was the felt costume or whatever, but it had the real feather headdress and everything. 
And uh, so two roles in it, two main roles and a bunch of other people. Um, in the beginning of the ceremony, you walk around to each of these four stations. And at each station is a person representing one of the four directions, north, south, east, and west. Yeah. One of the chiefs, I was one of the visiting chiefs that tells the story of this guy, Solly, who is the, the whole thing is about. Uh, the other visiting chief was another guy, I don't remember who he is, but um, he the one visiting chief has a peace pipe, and then my chief was the legit one because I had a, a bag of gunpowder, right? Yeah. And um, basically we go to each of these little uh, little fires in front of these four stations, they uh, pretend to smoke the peace pipe. We say a little thing, and then I throw some of this black powder in the 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 uh, in the fire, and it and it crackles and like pops, you know. Yeah. And it works really well if it's like a real um, coarse gunpowder. It just like pops like a snap and pop. Yeah. Makes a little burst of smoke. Everybody goes ooh and ah. It's like magic. Um, well, one night somebody switched the powder for black powder, which is real fine. And I didn't know the fucking difference between it. Yeah. So we go to the first smudge pot, the first little fire. We say our little spiel, and then I throw the thing in there, and it doesn't do what it normally does. It just kind of goes, and I'm like, well, that's weird. So we go to the next one, and I throw a little bit more in. Still not doing what I wanted to do, you know? I'm not getting the reaction I want. Because the next one, I throw a fucking handful of that shit in there. (laughs) And it's like, woof. And I'm like, man, it's still in what? That's not right. What's going on with this? Go to the last one, which is right out in the front. And granted, all the Boy Scouts are sitting up in this like uh, amphitheater, and they're watching me. And um, we do the beast pipe for the last one. I throw in the giant handful of it, like I'm going all out. I'm gonna salvage this thing. Um, it, it the black powder lights lights up my hand, right, like a fuse, because I have it all over my hand by now runs across my chest and catches the bag of gunpowder on fire. <laughs> okay? And a uh, huge fireball explosion. Okay? <laughs> the sound of people that weren't there, we have this cannon at camp that would like fire in the mornings. People thought the cannon had gone off, and it was actually me exploding. <laughs> Blew up this... And there's like uh, three of us standing there with headdresses on. The fireball envelops all of us. I'm on fire, Right? I'm literally on fire. The headdress, you know, these feathers are burning. The felt suit is, like, burning. Um, I'm burning. My hair is burning. I had a goatee. The goatee is on fire. Um, I, like, stumble backwards because I realize, shit, I'm going to burn these two guys to death that are with me. I stumble backwards and then fall on the ground and start rolling around. And right when I hit the ground, I go, Fuck! (laughs) <laughs> okay and granted this is like this huge deal all these scout people there are there and all these leaders and stuff and um so i'm yelling fuck in front of everybody and i'm, I'm doing the stop drop and roll but it doesn't work very well because this felt costume is going up like a fuse you know and uh finally i got up and ran and jumped in the lake damn and that put it out and of course everybody thinks this is like part of the show <laughs> but it's not and this uh, this old motherfucker in the audience that's like in charge of it wouldn't let anybody come get me out of the water. He like stopped everybody, and finally my friends were like, "Get out of our way, old man!" And they came and pulled me out of the water. But um, yeah, I got second degree burns. My hand looked like a wadded piece of plastic. Um, uh-huh. 
I had to be taken to the hospital, and it was like, you know that scene in Jackass where they're in the Hummer and uh, Steve-O's getting the tattoo? Yeah. On the bumpy road? Well, yeah. imagine that, but a morphine needle trying to go in my arm. Oh. And they're just, like, poking me with it, and finally they get it in. Um, yeah, my my uh, my eye eyelashes sealed shut. Oh. Melted. And uh, my eyebrows melted, and... Um, yeah, and they said if I had breathed then, I would have died because it would have melted my lungs. So it's a good thing you said, fuck! <laughs> Expelled that air. Yeah, so that's my that's my story. And it's on video, too. I have it on video. You need to get that up on YouTube. Yeah, I do. I do. The, the tape is real old. I tried to capture it one other time. I need to get it on there. But, uh, yeah, somebody was filming it, and it's this outrageously huge fireball. That really needs to get on the website. Yeah. That really needs to get on the website. Yeah. It, it, it's funny looking back on it because it's so ridiculous, you know. But in the moment, it's one of the, you know, one of the moments in my life where I thought I might die, you know. I have like four of those moments in my life. And, um, yeah, so anyway, I am scared of fire and I'm scared of loud explosions. Yeah. Um, and and so the thing that we do, which is the, the most asinine game I've ever played in my life, and I don't know why I continue to play it, but it's a game we call Hot Shalaka, yeah. where after the fires burn down and it's just a, a pile of hot coals, um, we, as idiots, we grab a hot coal out of the fire, and you have a circle, kind of like a hacky sack circle, of guys cupping this hot coal and shaking it in their hands and blowing on it to get it red hot and trying to toss it to other guys and you catch it, you shake it, maybe you do a little trick with it, you throw it behind your back, whatever, whatever. And we had played that on Friday night and it was it was pretty cool. Like um, my buddy Brian has got, his hands are, have like a half inch of callus over the entire freaking hand. So he just like, he was he was the ringer. For yeah. He came in from the outside and he was like playing with it like it wasn't anything at all. And, um, you know, we all played around whatever, whatever. And like Friday night, like at the end of the night, like it was Papo and Brian uh, just freaking going toe to toe. Like Papo, would, he came down from playing poker and he was just like excited that people were still awake. Hey, I think you had gone to bed by now. Yeah. And uh, he comes down, and he j- and we had been playing hot chalaka, and our, I was trying to play conservatively because I wanted to be real good at disc golf the next day, and I want a bunch of blisters on my hands. And so I, I had already kind of given up on the night. Most of us were just sitting down, and it was like three guys playing still. And Papa comes down, and he just beasts it. He he picks up a hot coal, and he's just like sets it in his hand. He's like, oh, this one? You know, and like the thing about it is you want to keep it moving so it doesn't like fuse to your skin or whatever. And he was just like going hand to hand very slowly. And like he put it between his fingers, like you'd put like a salt shaker between your fingers or whatever. And it just blew on it. And like, um, and then he tossed it and and he tossed it over his back. Like he bent down and threw it behind his back or whatever. And he was like doing this shit. It was just like, Holy shit. He brought an energy that we hadn't had for like half an hour. And then, um, and Brian catches it and just fucking claps his hands together and puts it out with just his hands. <laughs> and so it was like, and they went back and forth like that, where it was just like them doing stuff that like I was not willing to do, nor will I ever be willing to do. And then Saturday night, we sit down there by the fire and 
we had, you know, it was getting late, whatever, whatever. We had this, like, organic moment of silence where, like, everybody just sat there and stared at the fire for, like, what felt like 10 to 15 minutes of silence. And then Brian gets up and grabs a hot chalaka and he brings it over and Joey immediately goes, okay, that's it. I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Zooms out like Roadrunner out of the council ring. Just gone, man. That's, I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of things I am not scared of that other people are scared of. Like, I'm not scared of snakes. I'm not scared of spiders and shit like that. But fire is just like, I can't I can't light a match. I can't light a lighter. This is how, like, intense this, like, fear of fire is. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the hot chalaka thing is just a total dude thing. It's just total sword fight, you know, just yeah, like. Yeah, it really uh, is sword fight. But, um, what, what happens is, is inevitably the hot chalaka is attracted to me because I'm scared of fire. Like, much like dogs can smell fear, dogs and yeah. bees, um, the, the fire can smell my fear. And so the hot chalaka, even though I can be far, far away from it, it will always come and land near me. One time it landed in a box of matches sitting next to me. Believe it or not, the box of matches went up in flame and uh, it exploded, and I had a heart attack. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that. But but I will say that even though I'm scared of fire, I am no less entranced by it. Mm-hmm. Um, it I, I, st- you know, I, I can stare at it and be hypnotized by it and just be lost in it. I just can't get too close to it. It's amazing what it does to people. Oh, it just gets in your head. It's this thing like, wow, it's just, you're just attracted to it. Yeah. When you get so attracted, it's like, like what I said before about wanting to touch the stove when it's on. Yeah. Why? I might want to touch it. No, I don't want to touch the stove. (laughs) Shit's going to burn me. It's like the fire is just like, come on, you can touch me. These guys, there are a couple of guys that spent like, you know, two hours on Saturday splitting wood. And we had a fire on Saturday night that was about four feet tall. Like the flames were four feet above the pit and um and the pit was about what the pit's like two and a half feet tall yeah. and so you know once again sausage party uh dude jumps over the fire and then uh, my ego doesn't let me let him do that by himself so my fat ass has to jump over the fire too and i, I thought i hurt myself jumping over the fire not because of the flames but because like all my muscles were tense yeah. Out of fear and adrenaline rushing through my body, but I made it over. There's video evidence to prove that. Yeah, we'll have to get that up. I, for the record, Mackenzie, I did my job as best man and suggested he did not do that. Uh, <laughs> so he went and did it anyway. The, the words did come out of my mouth like, "If I get hurt, Mackenzie's going to kill me." Yeah, something along. You can hear lines. me on the video. Go. I'm sorry, Mackenzie. <laughs> I just imagine you not clearing it and just tripping and falling in the fire and catching on fire and i'm not putting you out i'm out of there just, later just like just a fucking burned face <laughs> just fall like, ah, right you just you can't go to the wedding because you're all wrapped up it's like you fall in the fire and you can't get out of the fire <laughs> just, just like thrash in the fire <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> no trips to the emergency room though yeah. so it was good a lot of injuries though a lot of disc golf injuries I believe you've retired from the sport entirely. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll get to that later. But, I got uh, hit. I got hit right in the elbow, full speed, with a, disc. With a flying, a flying disc went right into my elbow, like hit my funny bone. I've still got a little bit of a welt, a bruise on my arm from from the disc. But uh, guys, guys tapping out, just shoulders getting tweaked. 
Uh, a lot of sh- a lot of shoulder injuries. There's some had. ankles being twisted. And... Yeah, Craig, <laughs> my boy Craig from Knoxville doesn't. He played one or two rounds of disc, but he was really intent on catching fish. Yeah, and he goes down to the whitewater docks, which have like a, a little step down when you get yeah. down there. And first day, he twists his ankle on the step <laughs> down. So, and then then he goes back at night to go fishing at nighttime because we had a full moon. It was clear skies, was real nice. And uh, and he twists his ankle two and then three times in a row. So so all he could do was fish. But the irony was that him going to fish was where he was getting this injury, and it wound up leaving him only able to go do the same thing that caused him the injury. Right? It's ridiculous. He got up and peaced out at seven a.m. on on Sunday morning. Yeah, it's an uh, injury. Slipped out. Well, whenever you get that many guys. In a setting like that, or many, any, that many people, anyway, there's always going to be, you're going to, you're going to, um, some people are going to approach being an asshat, you know, like some people are going to, going to get close to, to being the guy that, that pisses everybody off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And luckily there wasn't a whole lot of that. Uh, Friday night, it got dangerously close to it. And I, you yeah. know, I told everybody in the email, I was like, if you act like an asshat, you know, that something's going to happen to you, and it's not going to be good. <laughs> you're going to uh, get voted off. Yeah, you're going to be sent home, okay? I'm going to go and call your parents from the office and tell them to come get you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was I went to bed early on Friday night because I was exhausted. And, um, yeah, about two hours after I fell asleep, I start hearing this ruckus outside of this, <laughs> this arguing and stuff. And the, you know, the next morning I saw the perpetrator. I won't name who it was. And I said, you got real close to being an asshat last night. And he's like, oh, yeah, you heard that? And I was like, yeah, I did. And I was like, I'm not going to fault you for it because uh, I think, it, you know, it didn't go on too long. But Two two individuals, well, there are three guys standing in a cabin together, one of which had brought his own Lunchables and Cheez-It. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and another man staying in that cabin had had not – not outrageously too much to drink, but just 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 enough to send him past the point of tipsy into yeah. the early stages of drunk, um, to where he was still like uh, happy, you know, mm-hmm. but not, not uh, belligerent in the sense that he was like belligerently mean. But he was he was a little bit belligerent, and he uh, he started wrestling around in this guy's food <laughs> and eating this guy's food and. Uh, <laughs> And being obnoxious about it, so so the guy who brought the food wound up taking a handful of Cheez-Its and crumpling them up and putting them in his sleeping bag and up in his pillow right before he crawled into bed. <laughs> and that's a, the next morning he's like, oh, I'm sleeping in Cheez-Its, and, and the guy who put them in there was like, I'll, I'll, I'll get those for you. And the third guy, the third guy was like, "Oh man, what a pal! What a nice guy to do that." And he said, "No, I'm the reason they're in there." Yeah, so I got there, you. There, was, there was a lot of yelling back and forth between those two guys at about three thirty a.m. I yeah. believe. Well, we so. had. I, I must say, like you know, we we sort of the, there wasn't much intense planning on this thing, but it, it actually came out pretty good. But we had yeah. this legit um, cookout down by the lake where we cooked some steaks up and I uh, had potatoes and all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, one of the guys, luckily one of the guys there, Brian was a chef. He's a chef in real life. And so he cooked up the steaks and they were awesome. It's great. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like he was disappointed in the turnout of the steaks, 
but he he sat like kind of off to the side eating dinner by himself. He didn't sit at the big long table. Like there were like three or four guys that didn't sit at the table. Most everybody was sitting at the table just noshing on these steaks, talking about how delicious they were. But he didn't really hear that. And like I go up to him afterwards, I was like, "Man, the, the steaks were really good." He was like, "You don't have to say that. They weren't they weren't very well done. They're, you know, like well done as in like cooked very well." And um, and he got real disappointed in himself for that, but they were fucking delicious. Uh, it came out a lot better than I th- than it would have if I were cooking them. And I'm I'm all right on the grill, but he was like doing it upright, you know, with all the spices and stuff. And um, Papo in his ear the whole night, <laughs> asking him asking him questions about his his philosophy on cooking. Yeah, yeah, just grilling him, grilling him while he's grilling. <laughs> Just yeah. didn't couldn't get out of it. He had a captive audience for questions. Yeah, I mean, Papa right? was interested in it. You know, like uh, there's the, I can't fault Papa for being interested in it. But it was like it was sort of like if a plumber came to your house, yeah, and started working on your toilet, and you were like, "Hey, uh, what you doing? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? <laughs> yeah, how about that? Well, I used a plunger one time. Uh, am I doing it right when I do it like this?" <laughs> It was it was funny though, you know. So that's no, how that's how he gets when when he gets interested in something, like he will he'll dig his teeth in. Well, that's to his credit. Stuff. He likes to learn stuff. He's always yeah. like, that's no, the thing about Papa. He wants to learn something every day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's totally yeah. He uh, he was he when he as soon as he pulled onto the camp property, he hadn't been there in like seven years. He made it known. I mean, he said very clearly, fellas. I'm going to be 10 years old. And he was 10 years old for a lot of the weekend. He was like, he was one of the guys chopping wood, you know? And, uh, and he was like playing with the fire more than anybody else. But like he went in to build the fire, you know? And like, I was giving him a hard time one night. I was like, let the fire be. And he's like, sorry, David, I only get to build one fire a week at law school. You know? (laughs) He's going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. so he was running around like a little camper more than anybody else, which was awesome. My, 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 I, you know, several of the people I had not met yet, because like you said, it was different circles of friends. And um, this guy there, Scott, uh, I, I noticed on Friday night that he looked awful, uh, an awful lot like Jack Shepard from Lost. But yeah. he had a beard, and he looked like the disheveled Jack Shepard who uh, is in like the flash forward segments. Yeah, and we milked the shit out of that joke all weekend. We just kept saying, "We have to go back. We have to go back." Yelling it, yelling it. Just any time he was, any time he was, like we would split up into groups, and you see him off in the distance, and people would be yelling it across the the way. And luckily, he was a good sport about it. He was playing along with it, but uh, he he added me on Facebook, and I immediately posted, "We have to go back on there." And he wrote me back and said, "We should have never left." (laughs) <laughs> That's what the, every, I've been looking on Facebook the past few days, and like everybody that was there has now become friends on Facebook. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he uh, on Sunday morning he didn't play, <laughs> and he would just appear yeah. at different holes. <laughs> it was just like a cloud of smoke, and all of a sudden Jack, Jack it was Shepard. like a it was like the bright light happened, and then all of a yeah, sudden time was, shifting, yeah. He, yeah, he was there. We have to go back. We have to get back. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. We got some pictures on the uh, on the Twitter stream of him. You can kind of judge for yourself whether he looks like him or not. We need to put like a side by side. We get missed to put up a photo of. I mean, and you'll Jack. see that he really doesn't actually look like Jack. I mean, he's got brown hair, but the thing is, he just he's just you know uh, like a he's built 
kind of like Jack. Yeah, he's kind of got that every man look about him. That's like handsome every man, kind of thing going on. And um, yeah, but that was pretty funny. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was a good weekend. We had a good time. I enjoyed it. A lot of disc golf. A lot of disc golf. Yeah. A lot of we played Dirty Dollars, and does the nobody listens that plays disc golf, but. Whatever, I'll go into it. The um, and when you tee off, <laughs> um, your first drive, everybody can throw down a dollar bill and bet that they're going to get closest to the pin. And so whoever actually gets closest gets to collect all those crumpled up dollar bills. And uh, two of us wound up making like twenty bucks. Um, over the weekend, dirty dollars. You're typing. Yeah. Sorry, you were talking about disc golf, so. Oh, this you played. So you I retired. Play. Yeah. Retired. Did you give your discs away? Not yet. I was going to give them to uh, see Murder there, but uh, I didn't. He he left before I gave them to him. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's it's my it's my not the hype, is that I hurt my shoulder. I, I You know, I've been a kayaker for however many years. Never hurt my shoulder kayaking ever, and that's the number one injury you have when you're kayaking is hurt shoulder. And about four years ago, I guess, three years ago, I uh, I popped my shoulder out of socket throwing a disc off disc, throwing a fucking Frisbee. I popped my shoulder out of joint. The reason why is because kayaking, like, weakens some of the muscles and strengthens others, so it's out of balance. And so it's easier when you're doing something different with your arm to pop it out. And I had, had, had to have six months of physical therapy for that and uh, thought I was going to have to have surgery. And it took me a while. I had retired after that time, and then I decided to come back. And then mm. I tweaked it this weekend. Uh, not quite as bad as last time, but I was like, well, that's it for me. And so I'm officially retired from disc golf for the second time. And I'm getting rid of my discs. Probably going to sell them on eBay or something. And, uh, Ain't nobody going to buy those discs on eBay. I've sold a lot of discs on eBay. You don't fucking... Yeah, like two discs. That you don't know worth... shit about eBay. You don't even know how to use it. So. Well, I do. I get emails from eBay all the time now. Well... Yeah, because you bought one thing, but yeah, uh, it's got some. There's a market on there. <laughs> Not for DX beat up plastic polecats. I've got I got Thunderbird, the Star Plastic. I got some good stuff. <laughs> well, uh, what uh, is there anything else about that? About the uh... oh shit, we bought sandwiches. Yeah, we bought forty sandwiches. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We bought 40 sandwiches. Everybody goes down to get lunch on Saturday, eat these sandwiches. We bought peanut butter and jelly, and we bought three pounds of turkey. Yeah. And uh, and and Papa was in the grocery store. That was he and he and I were supposed to be doing the sandwich stuff with PK. And Papa was like, "Well, you think I should get two pounds of turkey?" And we were trying not to buy too much, you know. But I was like, "I don't know, man. Go ahead and get three pounds." I'm last in line for the sandwiches. They run out of turkey right before I make a sandwich. So I got no turkey sandwich. I had to go PB&J. And T-Rob makes me, I was like, well, I want a five-pound PB&J, which is like a phrase that my family uses. Yeah. Just like a big PB&J. And T-Rob literally made me a five-pound PB&J. Yeah. He, he took like half the jar of peanut butter, and it was the most absurd peanut butter and jelly sandwich I've ever tried to finish. I couldn't finish it. And it's a peanut butter and jelly. You can finish peanut butter and jelly, but it was so heavy. I yeah. could not. I could not get it down. That's the thing with with getting food like that for people, because somebody's going to be greedy. 
<laughs> and take more than what they need. Yeah. yeah but. I don't know who it was, but somebody somebody had a delicious fucking bird on They knew who they are. Yeah, he took a little <laughs> too much of that bird. Too much bird. Somebody had Thanksgiving on an in between bread. Yeah. And uh and the ba- and the bachelor, the honored guest, had to had to settle for the P B and J. Which really wasn't that big of a deal, but it was just like really? <laughs> really? No turkey? <laughs> yeah. I'd say I, I had a pretty good experience with uh your buddy Derek because for some reason he laughed twenty times louder at my jokes than anyone else did. So I made sure I was around him quite a bit to drop some more jokes, and he's just like, uh, he was just, he was dying. He was dying. Yeah. I was killing. I was killing. He's the one-man audience. So. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah. I'll tell you, it was good. Like, um, I don't know. I think I really like that uh, that model for the bachelor party where this, it's not like we're not going to strip clubs. There was a couple of guys trying to motivate to get some topless caddies yeah. for the disc golf, which we haven't talked about on the show, but the theory behind it was, Oh, this is a good idea. You know, boobs combined with disc golf. That's a great idea, but it was going to be locals. Yeah. And like, there was a lot of fear of like, just like, it being real awkward because it was in the middle of the day. And, like, you know, if you think about, like, strip clubs and stuff, yeah. they've got very strategic lighting, yeah. if you will, you know. And, and I, Hendersonville, like, Hendersonville strippers in broad daylight, yes. Not a good idea. I, yeah, we, we put a stop to that, and I, I, was, I was glad. Well, the you know, the, and, and, like, the motivation for playing disc is to, like, win, yeah. you know. But if I've got a pair of boobs staring me right in the eyes, I'm not sure that I could focus on my technique. <laughs> yeah. Know? So there wasn't anything like that. And it was like, with that not on the table at all, it was like much less posturing, you yeah. know? And it was just like hanging out. and. Uh, yeah, it was laid I back. Was, I, I mean, was, the thing is, you and I, neither you nor I drink. And so, like, the whole thing of, like, having debauchery happen is like, eh. You know, it's not yeah. really our thing. So... You know, we had a good time. I'm, I, I couldn't, you know, I was happy with it. And... Yeah, and I'm glad that everybody got along. Uh, I did have a little fear of, like, groups staying isolated. But the fact that we played disc and we split up, we, we played in doubles, and so we split up into three different groups the first day. And, like, everybody had to be with a bunch of people they didn't know, which I served yeah, at I, I, I did my best to antagonize the different groups to try to make them fight, but it didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, it was nice. Moving on, let's get these questions and wrap this show up. Yeah. Everybody's tired of hearing about the fucking bachelor party. They're like, man, why didn't I get invited? How great our shitty bachelor party was. <laughs> it's awesome party. Watching bottles melt. <laughs> Sad thing was is we were like, oh, this is so lame. We're sitting here watching bottles melt. And then immediately everybody was back to watching the bottles melt. <laughs> we knew it was lame, and we went right back to it. And threw more bottles in. Yeah. Like, oh, let's see what the clear bottle Maybe does. this will burn. <laughs> what if we put the rock in there? Maybe you'll make a diamond. <laughs> yeah. There were, there were a few blob antics. I'll just say, we have a big blob. If you don't know what a blob is, I'm sure you can Google it and there's an image. If you've ever seen the movie Heavyweights, this the, the movie Heavyweights was filmed at the camp that we were at. And the blob is a big balloon of air that sits on a lake, and you jump off onto it, 
and you launch the person at the other end of it. And um, a couple of guys, like uh, Big Rob, hopped out on the blob, and he was going to get blobbed by me. And I just waited until he was about two-thirds of the way down there and just went ahead and jumped on it while he was on all fours, like, crawling out there. And he fucking landed right on his back, and I think he got kind of pissed. He didn't uh, know that that was going to happen. dangerous, man. Every time <laughs> I've ever done the blob, I've landed on my neck. I either fall off the back of it, land on my neck, or I get launched and immediately fall on my neck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just like, uh, it's, Derek, uh. Derek tried to do a gainer off the high dive. <laughs> oh, you just landed. I say, I say tried, which probably gives him too much credit. Because it was as he ran and jumped out, and like halfway as he was falling, he decided to try to do a backflip. <laughs> he was just fluttering his hands like a penguin trying to fly. Yeah. And he fell right on his back, and his back was red for like the next hour and a half. It was it was one of the worst spills I've ever seen on on off the high dive. Yeah. <sighs> Man, yeah. I, I got a little sun. I'm working on my getting rid of my farmer's stand that I usually have. I'm a little, little even yeah. now. I got sunburned the first day and uh, basically kept a shirt on the rest of the time. Big country going down there and making a river runs through it. Yeah. His nickname, he, he, his nickname changed from big country to the example. Yeah. Because in everything he does, he may as well be the example of how it should be done. And he went down there and he started fishing, but everybody said, I mean, basically, he wasn't fishing because fishing implies searching. Yeah, he, he was catching. He was catching. He was yeah, just casting and catching. It was pretty cool. He kept trying to get me to do it, and I had absolutely no interest in trying. And I think he was just trying to think that I was being polite. Like, no, nah, man, that's your, th- you know, it's okay. He was like, come on, man, cast this rod, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you would have embarrassed yourself. I, would, I knew that. I yeah, knew that. I, I did. Yeah. As I sat there with my Orvis fly fishing shirt on, then because he got me as a joke, I, I could not do that. Yeah. He um, he's pretty good at that. Dead air. Dead air. That's old. Questions. Let's get through with this. What's the what? What have you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to uh this Lost theme song remix, <laughs> um, done by this group called the Injustice League, and it takes the real sad theme from Lost and uh, puts a beat under it, and they actually have a version with lyrics that's pretty funny, but the, I, I like the one without the lyrics because it actually is like a really good mix of it. And uh, I was DJing at the at the party this weekend. I dropped it in, and everybody was like freaking out over it um, because, you know, the Lost finale happened. We haven't talked about that really, but there was a lot. Of, that was part of the weekend too was everybody putting their two cents in about the Lost finale. And, yeah. uh, the, um, the, and Josh the, putting on earmuffs every time that happens. Yeah, because he, he had those um, and the um, you know, the that song kind of tied tied the room together because we had the whole joke with with uh, Jack and everything too. So. And the, and the refrain on the on the on the song is Jack yelling, "We have to go back, go back." Yeah, we have to get Miss to uh, put the link up for that. Um, the Injustice League, you can download it for free. Uh, pretty cool. So that's what I've been listening to. Well, it's, it's summertime, and every summer I've listened to. Uh, two things, which one I've already talked about was Modest Mouse. The other one is the College Dropout album, which is Kanye. I, uh, Kanye, I don't know. I mean, I'm not into Kanye these days, but uh, but but I love the College Dropout, and so I put it back in today, and it has it is good. It has satisfied my 
thirst for some hilarious rap. Yeah. So, so yeah. what's the hype? Um, uh, my hype was uh, first like lost ending was kind of hype. Um, yeah. Even though I wasn't completely satisfied with it, I was kind of glad it was over with, and I actually like it redeemed itself in the end. I, you know, I've been a hater for a while, kind of redeemed itself in the end, and I, you know, I'm actually pretty happy with it. My other hype is just seeing a lot of old friends this weekend that I don't get to spend a lot of time with, and uh, being back at a place that's like one of my homes, the old, uh, you know, the old camp yeah. there. So that was my hype. What's your hype? That stuff plus. The wedding coming up. Yeah. Because I think it's going to be that plus more. I'm not going to get to hang out with everybody the same way we did yeah. this past weekend. But there's going to be basically almost everybody. I mean, like, Adam's not going to be able to make it. Tripp's not going to be able to make it. And C-Murder's not going to be able to make it. But basically everybody else that was there this weekend is going to be there, which should really set the table nicely for you guys. You know, because, like, at the reception and that kind of thing, you guys will all know each other. And we're going to be playing more disc golf on Friday and Saturday uh, before the rehearsal dinner and the wedding. But so, I don't know. I'm pretty hyped about this wedding. I mean, I only got a couple more days until this thing really kicks off. And getting excited about it, getting nervous. But get, but but being nervous about it doesn't necessarily scare me. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, I'm not, like, existentially freaked out about it. But I am, like, you know... <laughs> With all these different things going on, I feel like I'm going to miss something or I'm going to do something wrong and it's going to be like a faux pas of some sort, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I can't, I, yeah. I can't tell whether or not during the wedding I'm going to be giggling the whole time or crying the whole time. Yeah. It's going to be one of those two. And I think a lot of it has to do with, like, uh, how the mood hits. Yeah. Because I can picture myself just giggling. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about it just because of all the lead up to it, having to drive up there and all that sort of logistics and stuff is like a lot to think about, but you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I, I am okay speaking in front of crowds. So I think I'll be fine with the best man speech thing. <laughs> I got it written up already. It's short. Apparently I've got a speech. My stepmom told me that like the rehearsal dinner, like sometimes the groom gives a toast to his, his wife to be as like the last toast at the uh, rehearsal dinner in case like she said that like in case everybody tries to get up and make a toast like the groom just gets up there and ends it yeah it's a toast and like I don't I'm I'm not sure I I, I can come up with that I've never if you, if you try to end it with a toast I'm gonna get up there and do, <laughs> do one now one last one. <laughs> Actually, I think the last. I think that traditionally the groom is supposed to make a, a toast about the best man at the rehearsal dinner. Shut the fuck up! Get out of here! Tell me how great I am. <laughs> they just—they don't call everybody best. <laughs> they don't call everybody best. You need to get a little first place badge. Yeah, Literally. yeah. No, I'm number one, and I'm number one hat. <laughs> Yeah. So what's not the hype? Um, not the hype is throwing my shoulder out. I already talked yeah. about that, and uh, hopefully it's going to be better. But what's your not the hype? Waiting. Yeah. You know, not much else is. There's not really much going on other hurry than this whole wait. thing. It's a, yeah, it's hurry up and wait kind of thing. Hype still out. Yeah, go for it. NBA finals. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be hype. I don't really know who's going to win, but I think it's going to be hype. It's the Celtics versus the Lakers. Yep. Um, I, th- I would say the Lakers have the edge, but you never know with the Celtics. They've been, uh, you know, turning it turning it on here lately. So, well, they're what thirty eight and two or some ridiculous number like that at home for the playoff. And yeah. uh, well, they can't be thirty eight and two, but over the end of the season, they have something like that. And so it's going to be a tough road for the Celtics to start out because the Lakers have home court advantage. Yeah, and um, Kobe plays much better at home. Yada yada yada, but. Um, yeah, that that's I mean cuz now that it's the Celtics like obviously Celtics Lakers I'm going to root for the Celtics just like everybody else in America that lives outside of California. <laughs> and um you know, so I want them to win and they're obviously the underdog and um but not by too much, I wouldn't say because they've had they've picked up steam. Everybody's relatively healthy except Rondo, but he's not the the trinity, if you will, of Ray Allen and, and Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see who Kobe guards. Yeah. I mean, Kobe's on fire, fire, though, right now, you know? So Yeah, but if he has to guard Allen, he's going to be running around a lot more than if he has to guard Rondo. Yeah. And uh, if he doesn't guard Allen, then I think Allen's going to run and uh, be the MVP, which obviously you know that I think that. Uh, because I sent you my choices for a sports book. So. Yeah. Um, the other hype still out is that um, McKenzie and I drive in on Friday, and then my sister has uh-huh. invited me over Facebook. She's been hyping this up a lot. Uh, the International Biscuit Festival, which will be downtown Knoxville, and I guess it's just like biscuit art and lots of biscuits and stuff like that, which I'm – I don't even know why it's hype still out because I'm down to eat some biscuits. I love biscuits, but I'm just wondering what kind of crowd that's going to pull. Yeah, to Tennessee at the International Biscuit Festival. Who knows? All right. Well, what have you been surfing? Well, what about my hype still out? I didn't know you didn't answer it. Sorry. Oh, uh, I was I was allowing you to go first. I thought that. Yeah, you were distracted. Go ahead. I wasn't distracted. You're typing. Type, type, type. No, I was typing when you were talking about disc golf. Yeah. I'm retired, so I even have even less interest in talking about disc golf than I did before. You've got, you've got you can't, it's like, uh, oh, you haven't been watching it, never mind. This Friday Night Lights, this season of Friday Night yeah. Lights, they've got the guy that's in the community that refuses to go to a football game, that won't talk about football and all this kind of stuff, and you don't know why. He was on the state championship team back in 83, but he's yeah. got this version to it. And it's like, you can only draw this out over so many episodes before you have to give us why. Yeah. Oh, anyway. are they? Oh, are they? <laughs> uh, my hype's still out is I'm trying. I'm going to start this new project um, to try to get my, my uh, creative juices flowing. Um, I've got this idea for... Um, this website I'm going to do that's sort of I do these like collages with photos and handwriting and writing all over it and I'm going to try to like translate that into uh, filmmaking because yeah. I, I used to make a lot of experimental films and stuff it used to be something I did a lot of and now I don't do as much of it and so I'm doing a site that I'm going to try to do an experimental film every day or or an experimental photograph project every day and I haven't started it yet so I'm going to put it off as long as possible before I start, because then I have to do it every day. Um, but I'm going to try to do it, and just it's going to be short stuff, and just going to play around with some ideas and try to, you know, just kind of a little project. Not really 
too interested in promoting it that much, but um, you know, just sort of something to make me be creative every day. You got the uh, website name picked out yet? Yeah, it's called mylifeonfire.com. <laughs> my life on my life full of the thing I'm scared of. Yeah, my life on fire, and it's um, uh, yeah, it's just gonna be kind of like uh, just pieces of my brain, you know, just pieces of my life and stuff. I chose my life on fire because uh, obviously the uh, the whole attraction to fire and fear of fire, but um, also my so, favorite my favorite quote ever is uh, this uh, it's this hockey coach. I forget what his name is. I should know his name, but uh, it says uh, success is not achieved through spontaneous combustion. You must light yourself on fire, mm. which is kind of a cool quote, I think. And so out of the first 30 days, how many of those are going to be about your cats? Probably 29. <laughs> you put a lot of pictures of your cats on the Internet. Well, you know, they're my cats are very antagonistic with me and, they're they're omnipresent because I work it from home, and so they're always doing dumb shit, and I just take pictures of it, put it online. They were they were beating the shit out of each other tonight, mm. just boxing, just like you ever seen kangaroos box? Yeah, they were just like on their hind legs, just punching each other in the face mercilessly. You know, my cats can't do that anymore because every time they get in a fight, my oldest dog Apollo charges them. It gets in between the two of them. He doesn't snap at them or anything. He just breaks up the He's fight. He's a referee. He really is. Like he, funny. he can't handle any kind of disharmony in the house or like whatever. He gets right in between the two of them. It's really funny because they're, they're in the middle of their fight, you know, and then this big dog comes through them and they just get totally freaked out and run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my cat's a brother and sister, and uh, the, the girl, is uh, she's got something wrong upstairs. She's not firing on all cylinders. She's a little bit slow. And so the boy has traditionally always kind of taken care of her and like he like cleans her and stuff. You know, the cat's yeah. like and, and she kinda of cleans him a little bit, but usually what happens is he'll start cleaning her and then at some point in time she cracks and begins yeah. to beat him. And then it turns into an all out wrestling match and they're wrestling all around and running around and just just beating the crap out of each other. Um Nice. Yeah, so dead air, dead air. Surfing. What have you been surfing? I well, what have I been watching? Is uh, I finished. I I've been away from the show for a long time. Came back to it. I I'm caught up on Entourage now. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, there's a lot of criticism of that show. It can be very misogynistic, but there's some good stuff about it too. And I, I've been, I enjoyed the season five and six. So whatever. <sighs> Yeah, I think this next one will probably be the last one. I think so, too. Not much else he can do with it. Yeah, they're starting to kind of run back over old territory. But there's some, you know, the characters are pretty good. It's a good formula. Yeah, it works. Formula. It's always better, I think, when they're actually doing something rather than just fucking around. They actually yeah. have, like, a purpose, and they're, like, trying to get a job or trying to work or whatever. But... Well, I got, I got something I've been surfing. It's nothing new per se, but it's a new manifestation of something that used to be old. If you guy, if, if anybody's listening to this and you're on Twitter, you need to follow Grizzles on Twitter. G-R-I-Z-Z-L-E-S. He's got this thing going now where he does morning science every morning. Yeah. 
And, uh, like, he, he'll wake up every morning and he'll spend the first half hour of his day searching various science blogs and that kind of thing for his own interest. And then he'll tweet five, about three to five things every morning. And he'll start it, you know, he'll, he won't even hashtag it. He'll just say morning science, you know, a little commentary and a link. And uh, I've been I've been retweeting a few of them, but like uh, it's it's pretty hype to know that I wake up much later than he does, <laughs> and so I'll go back through my Twitter feed and find his morning sciences. Yeah, and, um, I like you know, that his uh, his his Twitter icon is Beaker from the Muppets, <laughs> which is like totally appropriate, and it kind of like it just it, I imagine him as Beaker doing the science. That'd be a lot funnier if I knew who Beaker was. Beaker is, well, yeah, you don't know the Muppet Show, I guess. Right. He's this real ridiculous-looking character that actually just kind of makes noises. He doesn't really speak. But the picture's kind of funny, yeah. Well, I've been surfing that, and I've been making some bets on Sportsbook. Uh, Through the, the, uh, I deposited $50 into the uh, Sportsbook account, and I'm at, I've made lots of bets, but I'm only now at, like, $43, so I've won some bets and I've lost one or two I've won more than I've lost but I still haven't won all the money back that I lost at the beginning yeah and uh, so I'm trying to I'm making instead of two ten dollar bets I'll make a ten dollar and a five dollar or two five dollar bets just trying yeah. to build it back up and uh, I got I got two bets out on tomorrow night's game so I'm pretty hyped to be watching that while I'm packing yeah so. I've, I've avoided the sports the betting this year Good for I got, you. I got burned last year. So did, did you call the Haraz hotline? What's the, that? The Haraz Casino Gambling Hotline. <laughs> Haraz, you mean? Haraz, Haraz. What's, you know, potato, potato. <laughs> obelisk, obelisk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is Haraz. <laughs> it's Haraz. No, it's not. That would be H-U-R-R-A-H. It's H-A-R-R-A-H. Wow. Harris. Don't no. push your language ideology on me. No, don't get all linguistics on me. <laughs> linguistics! <laughs> I guess that's it. Yeah, we can uh, wrap this thing up. Well, uh, I don't know when we're going to do another show, because you're getting married and you're going on a honeymoon. So stay tuned. We'll be back sometime. Maybe I'll do one by myself while you're gone. Yeah, right. You should get you should get a couple guests on. Do a little thirty minute with Grizzles about science. Another thirty minutes with mustaches with P. Kane. Yeah, and uh, P. Kane had a glorious mustache. Oh, he did. Yeah, he does. He really does. Mustache, yeah. he, he can either wax it up like Dolly, or he can leave it like a soup strainer, like the Stranger from uh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah, it's, it, and he looks like Ron Swanson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he does look like Ron Swanson. Um, yeah, so uh, if you – maybe we'll do a show where I just me and a guest. And so, listeners, if you have a favorite guest that we've had on before, hit us up and let us know. Tom Sibley. Who you want back other Tom than Tom Sibley. Um, <laughs> he so, got some press today. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. He got an interview. Yeah, but – yeah, yeah. let us know who you want to come back as a guest, and I will ignore what your suggestion is and just choose who I want and say that it's what you picked. If uh, you want to do that, you can email us at IOLLIKETHEIROLDSTUFF at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at IOLTOS. You can go to our website, IOLTOS.com, or follow us on Facebook backslash. Uh, uh, just get it off the site. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, well, man, I got one last story about the bachelor party that I forgot. Nice. Um, it, it's kind of funny. I've got this big purple bruise on my hand right now. And how I got that was after we had the, uh, the, <laughs> the sumptuous dinner, we all went down for the big fire and I had forgotten that I had gotten delicious scooter crunch ice cream bars for everybody. I had gotten several boxes of them. So, you know, it's, it's late at night. It's dark at camp, but I'm used to walking around there. I go back up to the building where the ice cream is, and uh, it's, there's this stone walkway that's kind of broken up and, you know, it's kind of slippery. And I got the ice cream boxes. I've got them all stacked up. I walk out of the building, and I turn the corner, and I just fall, sort of like when the bully pushes you in school and you fall and your books go everywhere. I fell, but I just, like, fell in a heap on my side and landed on my hand and on my knee. And it was just, like, this, like, thud where I hit the pavement. And dead I, weight. Yeah, I, I immediately thought I was dead. I immediately <laughs> thought I was like, oh, shit, this is what <laughs> dead is like. Oh. And then I was like, oh, I'm not dead, but I think my leg's broken. And so I just, like, rolled over on my back and looked up at the stars and was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to die here, and they'll never find me. And uh, then finally, when I came to my senses, I uh, just started laughing. And I realized that I was laying on the ice cream bars, and so I just kind of smashed them all <laughs> when I fell, just crushed the ice cream. We had a bunch of melted-ass fucking crushed-up ice cream bars. Down I just ruined it, yeah. You had to you open it, and you had to squeeze it in your mouth like a, a toothpaste. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so I fell near-death experience. <laughs> it's, it's like being a kid when you fall out of a tree or something, and for that split second you think you're going to die, and then you're like, oh, I'm a kid, I'm invincible. <laughs> sort of like that. But I, I have this uh, this big purple bruise on my hand to show for it. So, Well, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, yeah. and uh, we'll get to probably – We'll probably record a podcast at the end of this month, uh, like the 24th or 25th, because yeah. I'll be back on the 22nd or 23rd. All right. Maybe we'll record something on uh, the day or two before the wedding. Probably we'll not. Get in. Hope, hopefully you'll get in on Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Owen was trying to say, hey, what the fuck? Let me get on this podcast. Yeah. He flies in from London on Wednesday. Hopefully you'll pick him up, bring him to Knoxville. We could maybe record that Wednesday night. I definitely don't want to do it now. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Number, get number one hater on the show. Let him hate. All right. That's it. We out. Later. You just enjoyed another episode. We'll see you next time. Have a good night.